job numbers were released this morning. They're reflecting the full, the first full month of shutdowns because of COVID-19. We are sitting at 13% unemployment. I'd like to bring into the skinny Rabina Ahmed Hawk, our 640 Toronto personal finance expert. Rabina, welcome. Thanks for having me. Okay, so what do the latest job numbers tell us? Well, the latest job numbers, like you said, a full month of the COVID impact show that 2 million people in Canada lost their jobs, uh, bringing the unemployment rate to 13%. That's just 0.1 point away from the highest number ever recorded uh, since they started gathering data on the labor force survey, which was in the 1980s when it was 13.1%. I'm pretty sure we are going to get there, that we're going to get unemployment higher than 13.1% in the next labor force survey. Um, the numbers were not as bad as expected. There were some banks that were actually expecting 4 million uh, Canadians lost their jobs in April, and that would be added to the 1 million in in March. Uh, so that would bring the unemployment rate to 18%. I don't know if that's a silver lining. I've heard it called that. But, I mean, 2 million people out of work on top of the 1 million out of work in March, 3 million in total. I mean, the whole entire labor force is only 20 million people in Canada. So, you know, look around. More than likely, you know somebody who has lost their job, has their hours reduced, um, and is now wondering what is going to happen with their uh, ability to work after this pandemic is over. Rubina, you said that uh, a lot of people expected the numbers to be higher. Uh, Could they have been softened slightly by the wage subsidy program? You know, was that in place in time uh, for this, the uh, these job numbers? Uh, that's possible. I mean, if you dig into the data, I don't know how many companies have taken advantage of this, this wage subsidy program, which is the government has promised if you keep employees on, even if you've suffered uh, revenue losses because of COVID-19, they will uh, subsidize the, the wages up to 75%, up to $800 and I believe $91 a week. So if you paid your employees, say $1,200 a week, normally uh, you could have their wage subsidized by 75% and then you would pay that re- that uh, extra 25%. The problem is too, one, the program did not has not really kicked in fully and secondly um, some companies still can't even afford that 25% I mean if you've seen revenues go from 100% to zero even bringing employees back or your workforce back and paying them 25% of their salary is simply not possible because you have no money coming in so where are you going to pay those wages out of so many com- many many small businesses especially have just been unable to take advantage of this p- program Rabina, according to the numbers here that were released today, the gender breakdown is 1.18 million women are now unemployed and 1.24 million are, men are now unemployed. Why is there a difference there? Um, the women are more uh, unemployed than men. I mean, most of the jobs that have been lost have been in retail, in restaurants, in places where women are more likely to work. Uh, I've let, read a lot of uh, reports that talk about how this really is um, uh, uh, devastating for the, 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 the female workforce as opposed to the male workforce. Uh, many of these jobs, you know, you're talking to your other guests, uh, may not even come back because stores are going to rethink how they're going to do business. They may have employed 10 people out of those 10 eight might have been women. If they only bring five back, uh, you know, that many people are out of work and out of them by and large are women who are going to be out of work because they may think that we need to do more online. We need to have a reduced workforce so that people can still uh, be socially distanced when they're at work. There may be a slew of reasons why they may not bring their whole workforce back. And a lot of people who have been furloughed thinking, okay, I'll get my job back at the end of this. Uh, you know, speaking to employment lawyers, a lot of companies furlough simply so that they can um, they can take some time 
time to get together the termination pay because they may not be able to afford it at that moment. Uh, many companies don't have the um, the ability to bring those people back even after the furlough is over and simply pay out the severance. Or if you found another job, then you've effectively resigned and they don't need to pay that severance to you at all. Mm-hmm. U.S. unemployment numbers also released this morning. 14% unemployment is where they are at. How does that affect us? Or, you know, they are our, our biggest uh, trading partner. Yeah, so 75% of our trade is done with the U.S. They are absolutely essential for our survival. We do more trade with them than we do with anywhere else in the world. I mean, we know, we hear all often, you know, our federal leaders going to Europe and to Asia to do trade deals, which are very important. But the most important trade partner, trading partner is the United States, simply because of our proximity and because they are major consumers of our goods and services. And so with their job losses are going to have the same ripple effects that we will have. So when people do get back to work, they're going to be in debt. So their focus will be on paying down debt. Their focus is not going to be on going out and consuming items that may have been brought in from Canada, services that may be provided from Canada. Um, Then also it disrupts other businesses because as you know, when it comes to things like automotive, some parts are made in in the United States and then assembled here in Canada or the other way around. And there's so many examples of that um, across the country where we do a lot of um, um, 50% of the assembly is done one place and then 50% another place. And we rely on that uh, that stream to continue to stay open and running. And if, if, for example, the plant that makes that one part is unable to hire people back, that disrupts the entire supply chain. Uh, that is one of the things that I'll be most interested to watch after this pandemic is over, is how sp- supply chains are impacted and how we've seen what's called capacity destruction. So just the capacity to get up and running again is not going to be there. So if a company shuts down and, and it lays everybody off, but only brings 50% of the workforce back, um, you've lost per- Permanently, 50% of those people uh, who are now out in the workforce, uh, out in the uh, uh, out in the economy, looking for a job, and so that 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 kind of destruction is that that could have much longer effects than just you know a couple of months after the pandemic is over. So, how do you expect markets to respond? I mean, markets have been volatile since this all started. We've seen, you know, I don't necessarily think they're going to respond to the employment numbers. They may start to go into uh, more and more companies that uh, are more recession proof. We've already seen companies like Shopify just yesterday take over as the most uh, exp- most uh, valuable company in, in Canada over RBC. And the main reason is, is because Shopify provides an e-commerce platform. And so investors are looking at that and saying, okay, as we get back into it, as we get back to going back to work and spending money, are people like you were speaking to your other guests, are they going to be going back into malls? Are they going to be going back in and trying things on? Probably not. So companies are going to have to rethink how they're selling their goods. And many of that is going to be online. And Shopify is a perfect example of a, of a software that people can use to, to sell their goods and services online. Uh, so, you know, markets will respond, but uh, I think that they have been responding. I don't think these numbers were a surprise to anybody. That's usually when we see markets uh, really kind of respond badly is when something comes out that's a surprise. Uh, this was actually better than expected, so we may actually see some lift on the market. But, um, uh, you know, 2 million Canadians out of work, uh, no real end to when this is going to, 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 to be over. And like your guest said before me, you know, until there's a vaccine and most people are uh, vaccinated, how are we going to feel safe going back to our old lives? Rabina, do you expect further job losses next month? Or is that curve that's expected to flatten, uh, you know, um, with regard to COVID-19? Are we going to see that flattening as well as we gradually begin to reopen when it comes to job losses? 
So it's interesting you ask that because in the StatsCan report, they did speak to people who have had their hours reduced. So two and a half million Canadians said between February and April, they have seen their hours reduced. And in that group of people, 40% of them say they probably are going to lose their jobs. So I do expect that these numbers are going to continue to rise. Maybe not in the millions, but even if you have uh, you know, another 500,000 or 250,000 Canadians out of work, that's still well beyond the average of what we normally see month to month of, of job loss and job gains you know uh, the worst uh, month that we had on record before last month where we lost 1 million Canadian jobs was 125,000 in January and that was the worst that was the depth of the financial crisis in January 2009 uh, when companies were slashing workforces and that was a the headline story for almost you know a week because it was so dramatic that job job loss so Many of these jobs will come back. I mean, it's not the same as 2008 where companies were losing, uh, cutting jobs because they were losing money and did not know how they were going to recover. In this case, as soon as the economy opens, many businesses will be able to get back to somewhat normal. Uh, but they're going to rethink uh, how they're going to bring their workforce back. And many of them are going to think, well, we can have a more work from home uh, workforce. We can have, we can do the same job on, you know, with 70% of our workforce. Many of them will try to do things to save money, which it makes good business sense. Um, so these, you know, these two and a half million people that say their hours have been reduced, many of them may join the unemployment line as well next month uh, when uh, if their companies can't keep them on.